You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. All right, this is the uh, Chameleon Church Show for Tuesday, July 20th. We are almost done with July already, if you can believe that. I, I, I actually can't believe that. Oh, what is that? Foo Bayou. I don't even know what it is. I always have to look it up because I can never remember it. Hey, um, my name is Alan Guar. I'm the host of the Chameleon Church Show. Um, our co-host, Lenny Parada, uh, isn't able to make it today because of medical reasons. So let's be sure to pray for Lenny. Uh, we be sure to pray for Lenny and for his um, his health that he would be um, better. Cool, cool. So we're supposed to have a guest today. I'm not sure if they're going to show up because they were supposed to already be here. And uh, well, you know, you know how it is. It's the Chameleon Church Show. It's live. It is so live so we got a couple people you see there's some humans back here uh we're wrapping up there's there's one and there's a oh man we're wrapping up our men's retreat the exodus scene gathering men's retreat these are the two uh these are the two what what would you call them remnants or uh residual (laughs) castaways but hey you know what we have but you know but you know what put it on your calendars people i have to even look at the date because i don't know what the heck it is Put it on your calendars. Here we go. June 9th through June 12th, 2022. Uh, the Chameleon Church Shavuot slash Pentecost gathering here in Northern Utah. Put that on your calendar. All right. June 9th through 12th of 2022. We're going to be having a Shavuot Pentecost gathering. That's right. Uh, Alan Henry is asking if we are live. Yes, Alan Henry, I've never seen your name before. Uh, yes, we are live. Yes, we are. For three years plus, every Tuesday morning at 7.45 a.m. Mountain, 8.45 a.m. Central, we are live on Facebook and on YouTube. And now he's talking to Bobby. All right, so like I was saying, June 9th through the 12th, of 2022 chameleon church shavuot slash pentecost gathering it's a shavuot gathering for those of you that know what that means and can say it and it's a pentecost gathering for the rest of you all that's my texan that's the only texan i know is y'all all All right and uh, we're talking yeah since it is going to be shavuot slash pentecost we are talking impartation we're talking physical healing emotional healing we are talking being free and healed from unclean spirits demons even uh come and get your prophetic uh gifting on we're gonna have we're gonna be doing worship and we're gonna be doing breakout sessions we're going to be doing like full-on think of a traditional conference type of uh situation yes come one and all bring your children bring your mother-in-laws bring your wives oh here another comment Oh, good. Reason why a couple others showed live, but has ended. This was on YouTube. Yeah, we're live, Alan, Henry. Okay, yes. Um, My guest still hasn't shown up. 
I, I'm not, I don't do very good at babysitting humans, uh, especially adults. Just not, it's not one of my giftings. I'm not really a pastor. Pastors are nice like that. I'm not. So, hey, what's going on out there? Hey, be sure, don't forget, I got to re remember to do this. Be sure to like, be sure to comment, like pinch yourself, LOL. Hey, Alan, I'm not sure what show you think you're watching, but we're not that kind of a show, bro. Somebody help me. Where's our moderators? Um, Kevin. Um, so yeah, uh, be sure to like, be sure to comment, be sure to subscribe, all that, you know, stuff. See, if you're going to have to work the uh, social media algorithm, because the Chameleon Church Show is all about the biblical algorithms. <laughs> it really is. We're all about the uh, biblical algorithms. We're not about the pinching algorithm. Not sure what that's about. Hey, look, my Tuesday morning r rude awakening mug. Love it. Love it. And I should be on there, I think, sometime in October. As you can tell, I'm trying to stall because, one, I have nothing to say, like last week. And two, I'm supposed to have a guest. Should we reach out to our guest? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice. This, this is me being pastoral. Oh, Pasquale might be willing. Yeah, Pasquale would be a good. No, that's good. Thank you, Christina. Let's see if we can find our guest today. One moment. They're uh, so they're here. Look at they're they're not they're they're ready to go. They're uh, ask they're being asked for a code. So let me let me do a couple things real quick, so I can get our guest in here. Here at the Chameleon Church Show, we're trying to do God stuff, and there's. Do you know what gremlins are? You probably don't believe you're. If you're a traditional Christian, you probably don't believe in gremlins. If you're uh, another type of Christian, you'll you probably understand that gremlin gremlins are real. And uh, there you go, Bob. Woohoo! So Bob's been watching. He's been watching me talk smack. <laughs> That's right, Bob. Bob knows me. As you can, as you'll see, as soon as Bob pops in here, you'll see, man. We got a we got a, a bit of a history together. Um, a lot of people don't understand gremlins are real things like that so sometimes uh, stuff like this is riddled with little gremlins you know kind of like your camera not working because it's been unplugged but it's been working for over an hour unplugged <sighs> things that make you go hmm <laughs> is that our new chameleon church segment things that make you go hmm good morning steve uh never saw gremlins samuel says he's never seen gremlins um i've never are you I bet you he's talking about the movie. I've never seen the movie either. I'm not talking about the movie, dude. Keep up. I'm in one of those moods. Can you tell? Yes. I've been surrounded by humans for days. Men, other boys. Hey, new revelation. Apparently, I have calves. Very important. Very important to the uh, narrative, to the algorithm. I have calves. Apparently, they're nice-looking calves, too. And uh, I shouldn't cover them up with tattoos. Like my hands. I want hand tattoos, but I was probably told it would hurt the uh, Christian demographic of our audience. Hey, we should do a poll. Do I or do I not get hand tattoos? Yeah, we're going downhill fast, aren't we? Come on, hurry up, Bob. We need Bob in here. I need I need help today. So Lenny, um, our host, guest host, co-host. Uh, yeah, don't forget to pray for him. I know I am making friends. I'm definitely making friends. Are gremlins related to Muppets? Well, only if you're a human gremlin, then you're definitely a Muppet. See how that works? 
Oh, Bob, save me. Save me from Hey, <laughs> how are we doing? Save me from myself. How are you? Good. Yourself? Uh, apparently, I'm being a little salty this morning. Oh, no. Well, here's what happened. So one of my cameras has been failing me. And so this morning, it just failed. I had to actually swap out camera bodies, swap out tripod mounts, swap out lenses. Wow. And, you know, when you're doing that, like three minutes before you're supposed to go live. That becomes a problem. That kind of gets me, it puts me in a little bit of a salty mood. I don't have a crew. It's not like I have this crew. You, you don't, you're not to that level yet of like full on staff and everything. Where I just sit here and, and I'm just the talent and I've got people with hair and makeup and people that will actually, no, no. I was going to say your makeup looks great today. You know, thank you. Thank you. Apparently yeah. yesterday morning I found out I had a couple blemishes on my forehead. I've been oh, out, never. In, I've been out in the wild. So I must've gotten some bug bites or something. That could be all your trout pictures, you know, you, you, know. you could have picked up something. I know that damn Corona trout, right? <laughs> the Rona trout. Yes. Oh my gosh. How the hell are you? Good. I'm doing good. So look at your, look at your studio. I, your studio's looking that? good. Your studio's looking good. Well, thank you. I uh, remodeled it a little bit and still trying to figure out the best spot for my mic and all that stuff. But in the camera, I, I wall mounted the monitor Oh. And now I lost my spot for the webcam to hang. So I'm trying uh, to figure that out. So I use 35 millimeter cameras. Oh, you do? I, I, you know, I have the Canon T7. I should look into that. Yeah, you'll, uh, you can go to, uh, you know, the people that make Stream, in, stream Deck? Uh, uh, no. El, El, El Gato or what's the name of that company? El Gato? I think they're called El Gato. But they make, so what happens is in order to use like a 35 millimeter camera, yeah. you have to convert the signal as before it goes into your computer. So I think okay. it's Elgato. They make the Stream Deck, and they they create they. It's, I think it's Camlink, but they they create a a converter. It's only like a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, it gives you a nice picture. Yeah, because you can use actual lenses with depth of field, and uh, it's the depth of field that's what gives you the. Oh, that looks like a real studio. That looks like a real production because the stuff behind you is a little fuzzy. So yeah, yeah, it looks looks very official. Yeah. I use a. Uh, I picked up this Logitech Brio, which is supposed to be high end for this sort of thing, but it's still it's still got that webcam feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Well, I, I, are you running? You're running Mac or PC? Mac. Right. Okay. So then, here's the even better thing. I run a Mac and I run Ecam. Ecam is you know what OBS, right? OS, yep. OBS is. It's basically OBS, but it's better. Okay. But it's Max only. So it's called Ecamm. You can get it for a, um, a yearly subscription. It's basically my production studio. It's 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 how I do everything. Okay. I, I just I wrote that down, so I'll look yeah. into that. Ah. Anyway, and it's got, you know, you can control your camera. You can control your lower third. See my lower thirds? Bum, yep. Bum, 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 you know, you know, on and on, stuff like that. Uh, you can do intros, outros, segues. It's just... It's, it's the way to go. And I, I mentioned that because if you do use Ecamm, inside the software, it has a converter. So you don't have to get the extra uh, signal converter. It'll actually convert. All you, all you need is like a cheap $10 USB. Wow. Okay. Yeah, mini, mini, I think it's video mini, whatever it is that's coming out of your camera. Not yeah. HDMI, it's the mini into USB. I can send you all the links. I can send that you. would be cool. I'll look into yeah. that. So, Bob... Uh, this is this is Bob Adams. He's our our guest for the day. I've known Bob for quite a long time. I'll let him tell you all about that. And um, Bob and Bob is actually working with um, 
there's this ne- the new network that we're involved with that we're working with called Travelog. Uh, Bob is working with Travelog, and he has a show on the Travelog network. He's having to take a sabbatical over the summer, but he's gonna his show's gonna come back with a fury in September, right? Yes, that's correct. And it's called the Outlaw Pulpit. Yes. And so you can check out the Outlaw Pulpit. Uh, he's got about half a dozen shows on the Travelog Network. He's got a Facebook. He's got a YouTube. So Bob's going to be popping in and out of the Chameleon Churchill between now and September because Bob's got stuff to say, and we want to hear what Bob has to say. Hey, so Bob, explain to people who you are, where you live, and how the hell did we meet? Okay. Well, um, so I live in my hometown's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, so if you hear my southern or rather my northern accent, you know, I forgive me because, uh, you know, it, that comes through sometimes there, guy, you know. <laughs> but, hey, say, um, yeah, say so, bag, say bag, bag. Yeah, well, see. Hey, no. hey, dude, real quick. Here, the suits, the suits are talking. The suits want you to plug your book, Bob. The suits over at Travelog. No, oh, OK. So yeah. Sure to add my, that in there my, somewhere. The two books I wrote came from a line of me being uh, so it's kind of funny that Alan and I cross paths because I, I'm affiliated. I have my credentials to be a pastor through the Assemblies of God. And uh, for the past 27 years, I've been uh, I started off my first nine years as a youth pastor, uh, worked with teens, all of that stuff, um, and caught a lot of crap for it because I uh, the thing to do in Wisconsin when it becomes summertime to take your kids to teen camp up here in the city I live in now called Wapaka, Wisconsin. And when I first became a pastor, I, I confronted the pastor and I said, um, I would like to uh, very politely digress from going to teen camp, which a lot of hype, smoke, mirrors, you know, the Hillsong sort of stuff. And I want to take my kids to Cornerstone instead. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, I almost got fired the first year because that was a huge no-no. And, uh, um, and, and through, uh, it, see, I started youth pastoring in 95. And up till 95, I used to go to Cornerstone. I was an avid Cornerstone goer and uh, saw many cool shows, and including Scattered Few and um, When You Were Allowed In. <laughs> 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 I remember when you were in the tent outside of the grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the uh, outer darkness, yes, outside and, the camp. And so I uh, went through those years of being a uh, youth pastor. And then I, um, some, I guess the proverbial turd hit the fan when the uh, pastor I was serving under ended up, uh, and this is aging ourselves a little bit, ended up getting internet in his office. Ooh. And that was the downfall for him. He uh, ended up uh, meeting with multiple women. And uh, oh, um, yeah, it was uh, just a, a, a tough time. What happened was the church was about 70 people. The youth group grew to about 85. And then oh, we started gosh. a college program that started that added about 25 more kids. And uh, we uh, the, the board, obviously the pastor got removed and the board decided to try to wrangle me in. And it was a it was a good youth group, a good college program. And uh, for me, they said, what's your raise is what your budget is. So I got hooked in with the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, uh, Major League Baseball. And we started selling concessions and we were pulling in probably about three thousand every other month. Wow. Were you so you were working with Unholy Mammon? Yes. Amen, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so our youth budget, um, the, 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 the second year we started doing that, 
the uh, the the church closed their books uh, at with about two thousand dollars in checking. We closed ours with twenty seven thousand dollars in checking. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> so when when the pastor ended up leaving, they said we want the checkbook, we want everything. So I went out and blew the whole thing on stacking the youth room with sound equipment, audio oh equipment, gosh. video, um, and I gave them a checkbook with ten dollars in it. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like um, the big middle finger to the board. And that's when I uh, decided to leave. And um, I came up to Wapak. I was invited to this new church that was starting up. The uh, Assembly of God leadership was starting this church. It was to be the flagship church of our district, um, which is Wisconsin and northern Michigan. And uh, through that, uh, a year later, the the AG official that started the church got caught in a prostitution sting operation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a nightmare. What are you guys, are you guys doing up there in Wisconsin? Oh my <laughs> well, gosh. We have some cold winters. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, you guys were just prepping for the COVID years. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and so uh, that pastor got removed, and <laughs> that pastor got removed, and uh, the, Thank I'll God. never forget it because the, a longtime pastor friend of mine was now the head honcho of the Assemblies of God. And he came up to me and he said, Bob, we would love for you to take this church over and become the pastor. And I told him, I think the whole model of church and ministry can go to hell. I said that that, that was my exact words to him. And very, very kindly, because he knows my family and my relatives and everything, he goes, well, why don't you go home and pray about it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> he knew I was hurt. And, you know, it, yeah. perhaps this is a rabbit trail, but I think for those that are in brick and mortar church buildings, when a pastor messes up, they, they, they mollycoddle him. They, they just, they help him along and everything. And, and I, I get there's a place for that, but they ought to invest in the staff that was in the wreckage of it all and invest yeah. in counseling for them. Cause that's probably what I needed at the time. So I mean, we ended up getting the church. Uh, we decided, yeah, let's do it. We just bought a house. We love the area, and um, it's uh, so the, the 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 friend of the pastor introduced me that Sunday morning in August fifth, uh, two thousand five. It was that first week in August, and uh, he literally got up in front of the church. And at this point, we only had eight people and a mortgage. And he goes, "Here's your new pastor, Bob Adams," and he walked out the back door, oh, and. So it was uh, it was a, a nightmare for quite a while, and um, but now we're at a we're we're a niche church. We're I'm still affiliated, but we don't have their logo on anything, um, and it's with their blessing because he knew all the stuff that we went through. Right. But but uh, dating back um, now, now, how long ago was that? That was August two thousand five. Okay, two thousand five. So you've had a few years to stay faithful to your wife and not get stuck in a porn ring, and, right? Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, extracurricular uh, browsing on yes. the internet. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Imagine well that <laughs> the guy that actually, you know, oh a pastor gosh. that gets along with his wife and has a good ministry. Jeez. So, um, so how did we meet? How did we meet, Bob? So we met when I was youth pastoring back in Milwaukee. I uh, followed you since the scattered day, few, scattered few days. Um, I saw you first. Let me think. The first time I saw you was at the Mustard Seed Cafe. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you saw that, if you were around when I that, was when there. That yeah. Wow. Do you remember the night when I did a like a little worship Bible study there? I were do. You at that one. Yep, I was when there we pray, when we prayed and we had everybody like sit in silence. Mm -hmm. 
That was, yep. that was that was rough, wasn't it? What what I what I loved about that is um I didn't really know Scattered Few at the time and there was a lot of uh talk in the church world in Milwaukee about your group coming in and you, it just blew all stereotypes apart like, you know, just you know, it was anything evil awful about this band was completely untrue. And then I saw you at Cornerstone, and then ultimately when Spyglass Blue came out, I thought, you know, let's do a band thing down in out of this youth group, and um, that's when we decided to bring you in for that concert at the local. The, the pastor wouldn't let me have it at the church, so I just did it as a Bob Adams Productions. <laughs> you know and, that uh, mustard that mustard seed show or that you know so we played the mustard seed cafe, yeah. and then we also did that Bible study. You know that's twenty seven years ago. That's crazy. That's like somebody's whole life ago. And I and I know you probably you, you've said you don't remember it, but I had a good friend that uh, got in a head-on collision. One of those snub-nosed Toyota vans. Remember those things? Uh huh. Um, and he got in a very bad accident. Uh, um, he ended up head-on collision with a dump truck. And uh, you guys actually went to the hospital to visit him because his brother was part. Randy Weber was part of the Mustard Seed Cafe. Hmm. Um, and brought you guys in and he, this kid so desperately wanted to see you guys. And I, wow. I, 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 there were a couple of you guys that went up to go see him at the hospital here in town in Milwaukee. It was pretty cool. Damn. That's pretty cool of us. Yeah. You guys were all right. I don't remember though. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever been? So now, you know, the family that ran the mustard seed cafe, cause remember they, they used to make amazing food there. Yeah. Did you, do you know the family? Do you know that? Did you know that the young, the younger sister has a restaurant in, in, in Milwaukee? Yeah, over on the east, over on the east side, off Brady Street, um, she has a, a restaurant, and I don't get there nearly enough. All my family's pretty yeah. much out of Milwaukee now since my mom passed, and so it's not the camera. Hey, I'm frozen, but I, but you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you still. Don't worry about my freezing. You you just keep talking. I'll fix it. Okay, so yeah, we um we get over there once in a while, but I, I definitely want to stop in at their restaurant and um maybe just reconnect. You know, I I wasn't the mustard seed cafe looking type kid um that was more the heavy metal um, alternative sort of thing and i was still uh coming out of the hair metal thing so i had my 13 inch mullet and all of that stuff it was pretty hideous <laughs> but uh hilarious so yeah but um so yeah that's how we met and uh since then we stayed connected through cornerstone and um there was a one year that you were on press and i was a blogger and we got to hang out a little while with Leonor and a few others. So that was, that was a really cool time just to kind of reconnect. And, uh, ultimately we had, um, uh, after a couple of years of me being up here, we had menace trees walking up to our church, which your band and, right. um, we have been staying in touch ever since. That's awesome. So I need to, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's still going on here. Okay. So while I'm working on this, I need for you to like, tell us about your show. Okay. Well, and I'll back up a little bit. So out of all of that um, pain and uh, ministry hurt, uh, I wrote two books um, that are on Amazon. One is called um, My Life in a Blog and uh, Real Life Conversations from a Real Pastor. And talk about everything in that. It basically took, I challenged myself to write 365 blogs in one year and uh, then put it into a book and then uh, put it on Amazon. And then after that um, is when I really, I released a, a little book, but see, in, in, even though it was 
we're assemblies of God and we're up in Wisconsin. It's very steeped in Southern gospel music, hymns, stuff like that, Bill Gaither, all of that stuff. And so I heard the church referred to oftentimes as the good old gospel ship. Okay. (laughs) I don't know where that term came from. So I wrote a book called Mutiny Aboard the Good Old Gospel Ship. Uh-oh. Oh, looks like you froze again. Yeah, yeah, but you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can. So, All right. so I wrote this book called Mutiny Aboard the Good Old Gospel Ship, and that was when um, that book got a little traction. It got a little uh, um, press on that one, and uh, Cornerstone had me in a couple years to uh, teach in their Northern Seminary tract about surviving church politics and all of that stuff. And they were very well attended, but yeah. So, uh, and then all of that culminates into my podcast show called the outlaw pulpit, because, um, one of my favorite radio shows that's nationally syndicated comes on here in Wisconsin, uh, Sunday nights from six till nine is called outlaw radio. It's a very unorthodox, just open book, have fun, but get your point across sort of radio show about politics and the presidency, uh, presidential races, ever, everything. Not that there's a lot of things to talk about there, um, <laughs> but uh, I decided, you know, I like the name of the Outlaw Radio, and so I decided to do this thing called Outlaw Pulpit, um, and I was invited to, to air that on um, through another ministry and um, then you guys came along and asked if I would be willing to do a half-hour live show, which I was more than happy to do, um, which turned into an hour. But, um, yeah, we talk about all things faux pas, you know, regarding uh, a ministry and church, and nothing is so far off the table that I won't talk about it. So, you know, regarding church, ministry, things like that, just the uh, the 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 doctrines, the hypocrisy in churches is crazy, and I don't mind talking about that either. Um, so yeah, these are all things that I like to talk about in the uh, outlaw pulpit, and that's where I'll be going in September. I wanted to go through the summer, but honestly, um, I got three kids that are out of school, and it's just got pretty chaotic. But once some once September hits, all three of my kids will now be in full time school um, because my little guy Noah. Uh, he starts full day kindergarten, so I'm going to have my schedule back, and I'll be available to do this once again. Nice, yeah, it'll be good. I know, I know we got a lot of. I know the travelogue guys were saying there's a, a bunch of good stuff going on with with and through your show. You have a the way you talk about the the stuff, like you said, you, nothing's nothing really is off the table. Yeah, that's probably one of the things or one of the reasons why we probably hit it off years ago is because you know I'm known for saying things <laughs> saying things maybe you're not supposed to say you have you have a little bit of an opinion on things yes just a little bit yeah. and, and you know it's i think it my my quote opinion is uh the reason why i have an opinion i think is because i see like you do i've seen what christianity has done what well what christianity has been doing for quite a while here in the states and how it just doesn't jive with the biblical algorithm we're using that now right. instead of the word narrative uh and uh and uh <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so I've I've been saying Christianity versus the Bible since the '80s. That's kind of been my little shtick, you know. Yeah, um, cr- Christianity is an absolute, complete religious institution in and of itself, and then you have the Bible. Yeah, and the 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 scary thing is, Christianity says any group that can that professes Jesus that doesn't stick to the biblical narrative is cons- considered a cult. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, that's they just they just called themselves a cult. Yeah. Well, it's and cool. I would I would go one step further. There's biblical uh, following Christ. Then there's Christianity, and then there was an author, and I won't bring up the name unless you want me to because it would open a whole nother can of worms. However, in we his like first worms book here on early Tuesday mornings. What's that? We like worms on Tuesday mornings. Oh, okay. Well, here's one for you. Rob Bell. Oh, Um, he actually went there. (laughs) (laughs) In in his first book, he, um, he took it one step further, which I thought was good. And he called it churchianity. All right. This Um, is when, you know, the chameleon church show is doing its job. It's when everybody starts getting, remember those little gremlins I mentioned about, I don't know, half an hour ago. Yep. There's absolutely no rhyme or reason. Hold on a second. You were just down for a minute. So I'm explaining to people what we, you know, what gremlins do. There's, there's stuff on the Chameleon Church show certain parties don't want you to hear or know about. And anything they can do to interrupt and cause people to like tap out because it's like, oh, this show sucks because they can't even, they can't even do the tech. We're about <laughs> as tech savvy as, as we can get. This is and, true. Uh, and I've got a resume to prove that. It's not us, and it's not our tech. Half the time, it's the spirit. It's because, see, all things are spiritual. Anyway, so Rob Bell's first book, that's where, we, that's where you got cut off. Yep, Rob Bell's first book took what we were just talking about one step further. He talked about true followers of Christ, which nowadays I don't know. I, in fact, I do know he's way off the rails. Oh, yes. um, but then he talked about the view of Christianity, but then he took it one step further and talked about churchianity. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of people fall into the cult of churchianity right? and uh, they, they really don't follow Christ. They follow the machine, which we see in today's worship, um, worship, all of that stuff. And uh, I thought that was really good. Yeah. So, the thing is, so we've got Christianity, like I said, in and of itself is a cult, and it's an institution in of, in and of itself that doesn't adhere to the biblical narrative. Mm-hmm. And I right. we, and, and we talk about that all day long. Not unlike, and very much like the Pharisees. In Mark seven, yeah. Jesus actually told the Pharisees, "You know, you have all these traditions, you have all this stuff that you've developed that's outside of the biblical narrative." And by and 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 what you've done, essentially what you've done, he tells the Pharisees, is based on all those things you've made up, all these traditions and oral traditions and all your rabbinical this and that and the other, you actually make the scriptures null and void. Yeah. In the same way, Christianity has done so. Because see, scripturally, the Bible talks about Hanukkah, not Christmas. But your, your Christmas tradition makes Hanukkah null and void. Your Christian tradition of Easter, which is basically handed down from the Catholics, and, you know, and the reason why that happens is because Protestantism is Reformed Catholicism. So people do Easter making the actual scripture null and void because it's not about Easter, it's about Passover. Right. So in the same way Jesus told the Pharisees, your traditions make the scriptures null and void, Christianity's traditions have made it null and void, which is why I've been saying since the 80s, Christianity versus the Bible. Because when you stand before God, he's not going to ask, God's not asking anyone when they're naked before the Lord, you know, on on Judgment Day, uh, about their adherence to Christian orthodoxy. He's going right. to ask you why. His question is, why didn't you follow my commandments? Why didn't you keep my Torah? Why didn't you keep my commandments? Well, and then, and then I only goes, know those that, that obey the words of my father. 
Yeah. And it goes back to the, one of the least popular phrases that applies to a lot of Christians is that when Jesus told the Pharisees, you're making them twice the sons of hell that you are. That's a big slap right there. Yeah. You go across mountain and sea to make a disciple and then you make them twice the son of hell you are. You know, there's a reason why these guys wanted to kill him. And he told oh, them, yeah. remember, remember when he told them flat out, you know what? You're, you're from your buddies, the prophet killers. And they were like, no, we wouldn't have killed the prophets if we were living back then. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you talking about? You're about to kill Messiah. Yeah. So, Rob, and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and so it, it leads me into, I, I did a couple, uh, um, I did a series around Easter two years ago called uh, a, a Comedian's Approach to Easter. And we pulled clips from that had to do with Easter. I, uh, the the uh, driving point was uh, uh, video clips of Robin Williams talking about last the, the Last Supper. Uh, George Carlin talking about Christianity. I pulled oh, a no. clip from Bill Maher, um, you know, talking about uh, he did a he did a montage in his video in his movie called Religious about other gods that that lined up with the same story of Christ. And then I pulled another one from oh I forget the last one, but it, it was just to drive the point that hey, you know, this Easter thing is not just about what we celebrated it as. It's it's it goes much deeper than that. And so I, I enjoy doing those type of series, um, yeah. you know, that that shake the boat on, you know, because pastors are typically in, in a church, your typical American church are basically there's an unspoken rule that you will deliver a classic Easter message or Christmas message. And that's just not for me. You know, it's just trying to, you know, and you've helped me along with that, Alan, in uh, helping see the, the the true meaning behind these things. And, and honestly, not, you know, if we're going to celebrate the true Christmas, it's going to be not in uh, winter, you know, as we celebrate it. Yeah. If Christmas is about the birth of Messiah, that's going to be in uh, September ish. Um, yeah, it'll be around the actual feast of tabernacles. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's uh, so that's that's where uh, the whole outlaw pulpit comes from is taking these issues that we hold near and dear in our churches and kind of <laughs> putting a stick of dynamite in it. So that's good. That's good. That's good. So how does that play out? So I've been to your church, like you said, you've brought me in as Spyglass Blue. And you've yep, brought and then, me in as, as Ministries Walking. Yep. Which is like probably 11 years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. So how does this play out? Um, outlaw pulpit. Um, kind of scratching at the... What, remember, remember how you... What was that thing that you called? You could make like, like fake like Easter eggs, but it's like, it was like, was it not decoupage, but it's like a fake plaster and you can just scratch at it. What was that called? Oh, you know paper mache. About? Paper mache. So how does it play out when you're scratching at the, in the, the paper mache of, of Christianity? Because their, argu- their, their argument is weak. Their position and their perspective, their theologies, the doctrines they've made out of these theo- theologies, doctrines of demons, actually, it, it's, it's weak. It's convoluted. It doesn't really have any substance. It contradicts itself. Like, for example, oh, we're not under the law, but the Ten Commandments, yay. You know what I'm saying? Nonsense yeah. like that. How does that play out as a, I'm going to use the word, not to offend you, but as a traditional pastor? Yeah. 
Um, so when I go after um, sacred cows like that in our own denomination, and the Assemblies of God actually says, we're not a denomination, we're a fellowship, now pay your dues, you know, that sort of Ooh. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we're, it, yeah, it, it is. The, the to back up a little bit, the, the when I first started here, there was the the former leadership wanted to basically find a way to remove me uh, from that. But at the same time that they wanted to remove me, uh, focus on the family had a missionary that came in and they actually brought me on to talk about how uh, my wife and I have seen more in ministry than most pastors will see in their entire career. And so it brought a lot of press to our district because I was on there. Um, and the, the, the resounding words that our district uh, assistant told me, he goes, there was a time we wanted to pull you, but there are too many people following you. We know that you would air everything out. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's yeah. called? You know what we call that over here in community church uh, world? What's that? Spiritual authority. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they, they kept me around and now the, the, the new head honcho, what they call the district superintendent, uh, that got elected and moved to our area was my pastor from growing up. Hmm. Um, and so he's known me since I was nine years old, all the way up till current. And, uh, he actually is starting to attend the church more and more, um, and, uh, knows our story, understands where we're coming from. He gets it and they're very hands off. And so. Um, they just, uh, they kind of let us just do our own thing. And, um, and, and so it gets under people's skin when you are, as you said, scratching away at the, at the paper mache. Um, we've gained people because of it. We've lost people because of it. And I'm okay with that. You know, we're our church, our only debt, which is kind of unheard of in our, in our, dist, in our state and in, in a lot of churches is our mortgage. And that's only $800 a month. And uh, the rest of it, we operate in the black. We operate on a budget under $1,000 a week. So nice. um, we're a niche church. We probably will never have more than 70 or 80 people. And yeah. um, any of the leadership that we get at our church, I just tell them, we got to be okay with this because we're doing a message. We're doing stuff counter to what is popular in churches to grow and all of that stuff. So doctrinally... Uh, outreach wise, everything, you know, we're just, we're, we're just, as they say, a few steps off the main path. Right. I'm, I'm going to assume you guys do a lot of outward focus ministry. We do. Yeah. How, how did I know that? Now, and I, and people are, well, that's because you know, them. well, I do know you, but I, it's not like I know what you guys do as a church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, so what kind of outward ministries do you guys do there in Wapaka? Did, did I say that right? <laughs> Is it yes. And it seems like every place I go, there's a word there. I live on a street or a city that you can't oh, pronounce. Man. Well, do you remember the name of the church? Um, what street that was on in Milwaukee? No. It, it was called Kinnikinnik. Kinnikinnik. I, I don't even remember yeah. your name. What's you your used, name again? You, you, <laughs> you used to always call it Kanukanuk. So yeah. probably, man. <laughs> what do I know? Uh, so I have that. I have that dad joke. I, I'm really bad with names. That's why I call my wife, honey. There you um, go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so, so one of our, our main outreaches that we do is a thing we call The Rock. And uh, we have a trailer that's just full of gently used clothing, brand new toiletries, toothbrushes, everything. Yep. And uh, we go to a place, well, Paca does not have a high homeless rate, unlike Milwaukee. And so we go to a place that's all transient living. People come and go every month. And 
Um, the rent is almost what you can pay is what you can pay to stay. And uh, we take the trailer down there and we set up a grill. We do a home cooked meal because these folks are only allowed to have a microwave or a hot plate in their room and no kids are allowed to live there. Oh. And uh, we go down there every month with our trailer and we give out clothes, toiletries. Um, nice. We talk to people. We just, and uh, we provide a home cooked meal every month for them. And yeah. um, when they see the, our flyer go up on their, on their door that says the rock is coming, um, then they yeah. know that it's going to be kind of a free for all. We get them back up. We, we give them what they need to get through the next month and, yeah. um, and do that. So we call that you'll, appreci you'll appreciate this. The story of the, the reason we call it the rock is um, I heard it from, <laughs> you're familiar with Al, Al Linder. No, okay. He's a he's a famous fishing man, a fishing man from uh, oh, oh had a TV I, show. Like a like uh, he's like a bass guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember, dude. That's like old. It is old. Yeah, it's right up there with Jimmy Houston and those guys. You know, he told a story. I went to a seminar and he told a story. He said the place that fish go in a river to get their breath to relax, and he said that's why the fishing sometimes good there is behind a rock. Okay. Yeah. Um, he said, so when a fish goes, when you find a big rock in a river, that's where they're resting before they get back out into the fight of the current. And I'm like, that's going to be the name of our ministry here called the rock. Cause we show up with this big trailer full of stuff. People can just let the hair down, have free meal. We'll talk to them. We'll pray with them. And then when we leave, they're back in the river again. They're there yep. until, until the next month. That's awesome. Yeah, we we uh we we use the term around here, uh, loving people into a right relationship with Jesus. There you go. Yep, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So yeah, we and we do a lot of other outreaches as well, and um, some that uh, go really well. And like our latest one, just uh, completely uh, <laughs> ticked off the city officials in a big way. And I took they they. Uh, they, they took us to, uh, as I say, they brought us to the mud, so I wallowed in it with them. So we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the city for quite a while. It's weird how they'd like to get in the way, aren't don't they? It is. You know, it was it was really, we constantly, we whenever we're asked to be a part of the local fair or anything like that, it's always under the premise, we will not sell hot dogs or hamburgers or anything. We're there to serve. And so we will rent an inflatable for the kids or uh, things like that, and we decided to set up a radio control track in our backyard at church on our own property and the city found out um, because a neighbor got upset and uh, they started leveling fines against us that amounted in the thousands. Wow. And um, finally I uh, wrote a big editorial piece for the newspaper and they published it and the, all of a sudden the city backed way down on it. So it was, it was, it was insane. You gotta love politics. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of politics, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's screw with that YouTube algorithm for a yeah, moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. You're, you're going to go even more grainy with your webcam if you keep that up. That's right. Right. Yep. Start, start, you know, and then somebody else's face is going to pop up. Subliminal messages out, for Biden. Did you just you can't say that word. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> puppets, puppet. You like puppets? <laughs> um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, so, how's the Rona in your part of the country? It's you just know, kidding. It, just kidding. Just kidding. 
Okay. Oh man, yeah. There's oh, like two, yeah. two. There's like three things you can't really talk about because YouTube just doesn't like it. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you realize, but we're under censorship now for the last couple of years. Oh yeah, I'm Here well the, aware of that. US of A. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I, I'm fortunate enough that our church, you know, um, not not a one of them has even um balked at us moving forward and. You know, um, you know, even when we're mandated to wear face masks, you know, people just coming in just didn't. So it was. So, so question: Did you guys sh- close your doors? We, uh, uh, let's see. How do we? How do I describe this? To play nice, we uh, didn't do in-person services for about a month, but we, uh, and this really frustrated the local authorities. But it was a loophole. Um, to uh, to get around it, I went back to old school technology, and I um, this was back before it became the trend for churches to do. I uh, bought a FM broadcaster, uh, and right away, and from a company in California, and so we moved the worship team, we moved the speaking, everything into the parking lot, hooked the FM broadcaster up to the soundboard, and so people could pull up to the parking lot, roll their windows down, whatever and tune their radio to 99.7 or whatever and hear it right in their car, but everyone was still gathered together. So we did that for a little bit, and then we went back in person again. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, was, it was good. So I have a question here for you then. As a yeah. pastor, what did you think about scores of churchgoers not being able to go to church for six weeks that res- resorted to pornography, drugs, alcohol, sexual immorality, simply because they just couldn't go to their little church for six weeks? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Wasn't that a little weird? It was weird. and It's I, not like pickup trucks were pulling up to their houses with guillotines in the back. Right, right. And it, it showed me, what that revealed to me is, the lack of depth to a person's Christianity, if you're going to flail between every Sunday because you're not in church. Now we're, um, it, it's, uh, I think churches were doing a decent job at getting online. If nothing else, it woke churches up to say, Hey, you need to be technologically savvy, um, all the time, not just during Rona season. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, it it it, re- it did reveal to me that if they're going to um, struggle that hard because they couldn't go to church, I realize there's there's something cool there in regarding any type of church, even your even modern day stuff. You know, just being together, there's strength in numbers. There, it's good to be with other people. But if uh, if well, you know if, me, I'm a big advocate for fellowship. You know that oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so I think that could play into it, but at the same time, a mature Christian would look at the situation too and say, these are the steps I need to take. Even though I can't go to church, I can still be the, the priest of my home and have church there with my family. And that's one of our coin phrases, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, just a couple of weeks ago in my sermon, I, I said, uh, it was Father's Day, I said, Dads, when's the last time... And I just threw a scenario out there. When's the last time you got up at 2 a.m., walked to the bathroom, and even though you're in your underwear, you just took the time to walk up and down the halls of your home and pray over everybody? I've been doing that for, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have literally shared that because people like people wonder, well, how am I still married after all these years to the same girl? How, yeah. how do I have relationship with my three adult children? 
how do I, you know, how, how did I survive all that stuff? And I, and one of the things I tell him is 2 AM in my boxer shorts in the living room, <laughs> Sean doing, you know, yeah, yeah. the house and the bedrooms where these people are sleeping in. I'm a firm believer that that may have been a bathroom call at 2 AM, but at the same time, it, according to scripture, it may have been Christ waking you up for your, yeah. to spend some time with him. He's speaking to you. Yeah. That whole lack of seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling kicked in there, right? Yep. Yep. Christians got to have their own self kick system. Like a, like an old motorcycle, everything's electric start and it does it for us. An old motorcycle has the self kick system in case it dies. And I think Christians need to have uh, a self kick system saying, okay, so we can't be at church um, and fellowship, but I can self kick this thing and we're going to have our own church in the house. Um, you know, and you could still get together with friends, you know, just yeah. have a barbecue outside or something and, yeah. you know, let's work around it. Yeah. And so chameleon church viewers and listeners and people that are watching this live and watching, yeah, you know, we are live and that are going to watch this later. Notice how Bob has a lot of similar ideas and beliefs and foundations and, you know, a lot believes a lot like, you know, you're hearing things come out of his mouth that you've heard come out of ours. Another reason yep. for you to, uh, one, that's why the travelogue guys reached out and said, Hey, and, uh, and that's, uh, another reason for you guys to watch him when he does come back in September, Just a little quick commercial real fast. Don't forget, uh, we announced this morning. So we decided next June. So speaking of next June, Bob, Bob and I have been talking for about how many years, five years now or something crazy about me getting me back to your church so I can teach at your church. Yeah. Weird how that hasn't happened yet. Not, not because we haven't tried, but it just hasn't happened yet. Right. But, so next June, the 9th through the 12th, we're doing a, uh, a Shavuot slash Pentecost gathering here in northern Utah. And uh, we're going to be basically spamming everybody's brains and their algorithms. You like that? We're using that word a lot this morning. That's because it's, yeah, um, because we can. Um, to make sure that uh, you get your butts out here for this Shavuot Pentecost celebration gathering that we're going to have next June. And uh, it's going to be... Um, just think of it as a Holy Spirit conference, you know. Uh, that's gee, we just let all that out of the bag. So uh, we're going to be making commercials and social media plugs and all that nonsense, all that, all that groovy stuff. So, with that in mind, how have you seen your your work as a church in Wapaka? Is that how you say it? I don't even know. How to that's say it. it. That was spot on. Was that good? Yeah. You know, I've, I lived in Dallas for eighteen years. I only have one Dallas. I only I can only talk speak Texan one way, and that's y'all that's it and um so maybe wapaka is is my uh my milwaukee and you know my brother lives about an hour from you or somewhere around there really what city yeah. drew i don't know is it is there a city out there we figured this out before is there a town called allen or something i don't know old uh, retired dairy farm out there huh. in the middle of nowhere but yeah how has what you guys are doing there um outward focus, working with the community, you know, loving people into a right relationship, feeding them, providing them basics, you know, stuff like that. Radio controlled racetracks in the back of the church where the city gets pissed. FM frequency, you know, working with electromagnetic frequencies and wearing linen. How is that impacting the, uh, the, the your city? Well, it, it's, it's a positive thing. Again, the, 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 the people that want to come to church are plugged into their churches where they've had their their generations there. But 
it's interesting. We found this the, the that was culminating probably about 10 years ago, and it's really picked up now recently. People view our church in our community as the church they can go to when they can't go to their own church. Does that make sense? And so when there's counseling issues, and, and I, I just throw it out there right away, pastors are not licensed counselors. We'll, we'll talk with you. We'll fellowship. Very few pastors are licensed counselors. And so, but when people are going through the storms of life, we're kind of that incognito church that where, you know, I've, I've met with high-end business owners to just uh, everyday people that either they want to get married and yeah. I'm one of the only pastors in town that still requires premarital counseling. Nice. Um, and uh, I think people respect that because I do a lot of weddings, um, people in the community, high profile people. Um, we even had a, a another uh, kind of a scandal thing go on in our, own fellowship where that involved the the leader's son and um when when the the turd hits the fan they end up coming over to radiant because we don't we don't judge them you know we're we're just basically there to say what can i do to support you how can i help you to talk with you and uh point out you know we point out the wrongs and everything but it's more of okay so as i tell people and i don't know if you uh, would agree with this this statement, but I always tell people your story is my story. You may be going through this, I may be going through this, but you know Christians in churches get very uncomfortable when people sin differently than they do, and so it's uh, one of my things that I may not have done that, but I, I'm familiar with hurt and pain and sin and right. everything. And what can we do to help you through it? You know, what can we do to help you reconcile this sort of thing? So um, we do get people trickling into the church, but just being who we are in the community, we get a lot of people from other churches coming to us when they don't want to go to their pastor and uh, want to just have a, a biblically based conversation about getting back on track again. I, I'm listening. I'm just making fun of, uh, I, I was just brought a cup of coffee and it's like, it's not even half a cup. <laughs> it's like remember that commercial has caffeine been bothering you the half a cup thing yeah uh, so i just yeah i was messing with them ah. but i heard what you said yeah so that you know it's been a, it's been a positive thing in the community for some church folks the ones that want the pomp and circumstance and people around them to you know we get in a small town it's very noticeable when a new business comes into town because the owners will pop around different churches trying to drum up. They, they will never admit it, but they're trying yeah. to drum up business. And, yep. you know, it's uh, those people won't stick around. Or if you're looking for the who's who's in our church of the community, you won't find it there. It's just uh, it's a very blue collar church that people are just genuine about wanting true fellowship and, um, you know, a, a, a biblically based church uh, model. Right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Man. Man, oh man! So, what would you say? What, do you, what, do you, what what's like your age demographic? Are, are you how are you are you growing internally? Are you growing, or is it like a lot of stuff is a lot of times like 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 this kind of stuff you we do, or like probably what you do? Growth is more it's 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 like it's wider than it is higher. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, you're yeah. probably impacting a lot more people than you know outside of the walls. That that is true through through media and um, social networking, everything we have, a, we have a physical church, but there are a lot more people that um, are following along, you know, online teaching and stuff like that. So I don't get real concerned with numbers, you know, physical numbers and uh, the people there, they are growing spiritually. Um, they're, you know, 
they're done with it, we we see ourselves as a little church where pe- it's their last ditch effort before they just give up on the whole thing altogether yeah um, and so we do we get we get trickle down with people that come in and they stick and stuff but uh you know um spiritually and um even just th- through our online presence we we're re- definitely reaching quite a few people um, one of the things that I started, oh, about probably four months ago to, uh, reach the, the masses, I guess you would say there, we have one of the largest auto making foundries in our city, in, in our, in the, in the U S make brake parts, everything like that. And they used to listen to the local, <laughs> I call it the yacht rock station. All they yacht played was like, rock? what's that? Yacht rock. Yes. Have you well, not heard of Yacht Rock? No, but I, I want to. I want to know about it now. Are you a Sirius XM subscriber? I, I do have Sirius XM, yeah. They have a Yacht Rock channel on there. Oh, my gosh. It's like here's, Captain here's, and Tennille, everything. Oh, my gosh. So the the term Yacht Rock, that's why I stopped you, because I like that term, because you're we're wearing a lot of, like, peach and, pe- you know, beige and white. Yes, the nautica and look. Little, little, like canvas slippers and uh i got the hair i mean yeah. i can really see i can really see the visual of it you need uh, to I tune actually, in the yacht rock i actually have them i actually have clothes like that it's basically you know it's what it is it's um it's james bond in morocco on holiday that's exactly right right so yep. I'm, that's why i stopped yet yeah, because i'm really excited i'm kind of feeling a little warm inside because that's a thought my problem though is they're probably going to play a lot of crappy music right <laughs> It's hit and miss. <laughs> Let's just say that. So, so you have a yacht rock station. Yeah, we and that they call themselves hits from the eighties and today, but it's basically like all of that sort of style of music. It's the wrong eighties, isn't it? It's not my. Yes, age. it is the wrong eighties. I am. So what they did? Eighties. The yes, they <laughs> they ended up selling the station, and they can to a new person, and they're continuing that format, but. They started a new station called the Foundry, and it's all rock and you know heavy rock and stuff, and that's what they play in the Foundry. That's why they called it the Foundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, you know everything from uh, Soundgarden to Metallica, whoa, all whoa, sorts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Soundgarden, not yes. Soundgarden. It's Soundgarden. Soundgarden, yes. Okay. Um, and so they play all that sort of stuff, and um, I that's kind of my wheelhouse i like i like that uh, i like wheelhouse wheelhouse back to the yacht rock the yes yacht there, there's a theme going here and can we talk a little bit more about that what was it yacht yacht, yacht rock? rock is it yacht rock yeah man something about that <laughs> just i can smell the salt air if if you've gained nothing else from this podcast you know that there's now a channel on sirius xm called yacht rock so <laughs> and we hung up <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, I still hear you. No, yeah, you're back. You're back. I was just thinking okay. maybe you're maybe you doing me a favor and hanging up so I could go experience some yacht rock. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. I got the hair, dude. Look at it. I got the yacht hair going on. I just so, don't have the yacht bank account. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, so I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know if you even pay attention to anything that I do in life, but um, I've been uh, guiding, salt yeah. fly fishing guiding as a, as a as a little side gig here this last couple months for a sundance resort i've noticed that yeah and one of uh i don't know a couple of weeks ago i was 
guiding the guy, one of the clients was uh, one of the customers. You know, I'm in the people business. He He's from Florida, and he sells yachts. Oh, wow. So we got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Are you coughing back there? Is that a dry cough? Uh, we were talking about that. Yeah. Rona. He sold, yeah. He sells yachts. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Going back to it, so they started this rock station, and I sent him an email. I pitched him a show. Um, you know, you and I have a mutual acquaintance through uh, Bob Beeman, and we. I, I've always liked the Christian rock metal scene, and so I pitched them a show of doing a Christian rock metal show on this new rock station. And so uh, that's just another way that I'm in the community. I so every every Sunday morning for a half hour, they're hoping to go an hour because they're getting sponsors. Um, I played just Christian rock and metal from the past and today. So, um, and it's called rock church radio mm-hmm. and we, uh, you know, the, the, the music's is just a means to the end. Um, in between songs, there's, um, you know, if you have a prayer request, you need someone to talk to going through troubles in life, you know, email me, call me, you know, that sort of thing. So it's been a, a very cool way to get into the community with that. That's cool. Is, do you think there's room in the marketplace for a Christian yacht station? I think there is. I think there definitely is. Crank up the for him and uh, Sandy Patty, and away you go. See, I don't even know. What, I've never. I mean, I've only heard of those names. I don't actually have heard <laughs> their music. Isn't Sandy Patty? Wasn't? Didn't she turn into an actress? No, I don't think that so. Was, that was Sam West. That was Sam. That was- <laughs> Different, gen- West, different, different no. gender, even. So. No, 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 no. She went by the name Sam, didn't she? Wasn't oh, there a okay. Christ- wasn't there a Christian singer, female, hmm. that ends up becoming an actress and she shows up in like Die Hard 3 or something as the bad wow. girl? Wow. I'm not aware of that. It's, it is. What was her name? Somebody out there help. Uh, her name was Sam Phillips. Oh, Sam Phillips. Sure. Yep. Blonde. Yep. She become an actress. She's in Die Hard Three, I think. I think so. She's the bad girl with the knife. There's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, well, there's a few uh, pop uh, Christian artists that went full bore <laughs> secular and are now um, popular with the masses. Oh my gosh. Well, a friend of mine from LA just sent me a video of uh, a former worship guy. Last name starts with G. Sounds like Gunder. Uh, who's now doing like. Full on Middle Eastern mantra Indian religion stuff. Wow. And mixing it with Jesus and bringing a whole full, full service occult thing. Wow. And he will successfully stumble yeah. many, many in there, there was a lot of that this last year, wasn't there? Well, you know, I, I, we've, we've talked about a lot of that here on this show. When you. Yeah. When you resist, ready? When you resist or demonize the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, um, Trump, right? Yeah. We can prove that the spirit of prophecy prophesied a Trump presidency eight to twelve years before it actually happened. You know, when watch you those algorithms, right? When you say, exactly when you say that that's <laughs> not God, and when you say that that's not the spirit of prophecy, and when you say that there is no prophecy or prophets, when you go into that camp. There's no other place to go. So when the enemy shows up with a three-letter acronym and a little card that you can hold with your suburban children, yep, everything's going to go 
That's when the brownie hits the... So you said turd hits the fan. No, buddy. It's brownie hits the whirly. In the spiritual realm, that's when the brownie hits the whirly. Because if yeah. you replace if you replace the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, as a, quote, Christian, and I use the quotes because they're not actually one of us, and we're talking the mainstream, um, and the majority. Yeah. There's no other place to go, and you will side with the Antichrist spirit of Marxism and the occult. Yeah, yep. You know, we 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 saw that we saw that this year with um, there was a Christian artist, a Christian author who wrote the uh, yeah. hideous um, series of books called uh, "I Kissed Dating Goodbye." He walked away from the faith altogether. Yep, um, a popular pop group. Uh, you know, the, um, won't say names, but uh, rhymes right. with. We can say names. What are they going to do? Sue us? Okay, so okay, here's, here's, the, here's the question: Did they? Did they? T whatever you're going to say, did they say it publicly? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. They can't sue us. Go ahead. There you go. So yeah, Hawk Nelson, lead singer, walked uh, away from the faith. You know, altogether. I don't know that he was even part of it. Kevin Max. I mean, oh, dude, there's no, a guy that gets I praised can't. all the time on these forums on Facebook, and the guy just here's my theory. I, I was never in the music industry, nor do I pretend to be a musician on TV. But is that does, does there come a point with some of these artists that they just their contracts have run out. They've they've been the puppet this whole time. The contracts run out. And now their true colors have come out because yeah. they have nobody to kiss yeah. up to. Remember Johnny Depp, a little actor named Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. You know what? You know what show made him famous? Edward. No TV show. No? TV show. Oh TV show. Twenty One Jump Street. Exactly. When yeah. he left Twenty One Jump Street, all he did was talk smack about it for the rest of his life. He bites yeah. the hand that feeds him. If it wasn't for 21 Jump Street, you wouldn't have a career. Yeah. Yep. So and in the same way, right, these yep. little snotty-nosed little bratty kids start talking smack about the only thing that got them where they're at today, and apparently part of that is Jesus. And yeah. So now, now they're all smart. We're smarter than that. We've grown up. We've matured. They're yeah. smarter than all that now. Pay me, pay me this much, and I'll sing Jesus Freak, and when the contract's over, I'll walk away. Don't. Yeah, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. I am convinced, to a certain extent and to a certain level, what we've been watching for the last 12 months uh, is, is a great turning away. Yeah. Because I know a bunch of Christians that have turned away, not only, and see, and, and the majority don't know that they've turned away. Once they, again, when you, when, you, when you dismiss the spirit of prophecy and pick up a little card with three letters on it. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, little, it's little unfortunate. The hokey pokey. The hokey it, pokey pokey. It just seemed back to back this last year. We've seen so many of them just publicly just walk. <laughs> And you know what's it. funny? It's it's you know what's funny when you bring it up and you suggest that maybe uh, they've put, you never you probably shouldn't have done that. You probably shouldn't have uh, put that in your arm. You probably shouldn't have picked up that sign. You probably shouldn't have. They're like, well, no, I'm not one. It's like the Pharisees. We would never have killed the prophets. We would have been that 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 was wrong. Those guys were wrong to kill the prophets of God. Yeah, we would never have done that. While they're planning to kill Messiah. See, yeah. when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. That's and yep. What do we do about that, Bob? How do we how do we take those that are they're called sons of lawlessness in the Bible? I mean, there's like they're they're talk, these people are brought up all throughout the biblical 
algorithm. Um, they don't know that it's them. See, because when you're deceived, you don't know that you're deceived. You know, yeah. um, people don't understand that when they say we're not under the law, that they're actually saying we're not under God's covenants. You don't want to say that as a Christian. That's not a yeah. good thing to say as a Christian, but that's what they're saying. How do we How do we All right, we're getting spammed here. Hey, uh, Kevin, can you kill these people off? Can you uh, block these people here? I mean, who wants to talk about AMC or GameStop? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, and their stock. Kevin, wow. thank you for being here. That's old news. Um, yeah. So how do we, as I'll use the word pastors, um, what's, 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 and, and we can close with this. How do we get these people to see the errors of their way so that, so they can squeeze the juice out of life? That's Lance Wall now just popped up on my screen. Boom. Right. How do we, how do we, what do we do as, as, as teachers or leaders, whatever, to, you haven't gotten that wrench yet, bro. How do we do this to uh, get these people back in, on track, or at least, uh, or at least that they don't fall on the wayside with these people that are not actually one of us that are still sticking around and and selling a different Jesus or a different gospel? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. The the best, and I'll I'll go backwards and go forwards. The best. Well, I believe that I've seen and other other people would agree for church growth is stability in their pastor. Okay, longevity is the word I'm looking for. There is no longevity in Christianity. There isn't. But for the for those that are, I think we ultimately people look up to that and they respect that. And I think as long as we stay consistent as leaders and have longevity in what we're doing and continue to preach against these things and willing to put your head on the chopping block for it, then I think people start realizing that the the the, the three-letter banner that we hold up, it's going to be a passing fad. I mean, wait until the next one comes along. Then people are going to, you know, we see that in, in our own world today. The the other the other party that that uh, Trump wasn't a part of the Democratic Party, it um it's imploding right now. You, you watch the news and it's it's blowing up from within. But I think people are going to look back in the in that and in the church world and say the, through all of this, this guy, this lady is still solid and consistent in their walk. They're not wavered by every stupid thing that comes along. And I think ultimately through that, people take note of that. And um, I'll, and I'll add the other point. We just got to keep praying for them. No, you know, so, and and I'll 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 add this just really quick. I know you said in closing. Well, that's what. No, we we can do this all day long. We don't, we're no one. <laughs> no one's um, me to do this. <laughs> we can do in in praying long. for them all day long. I don't mean being passive. Okay. Um. Uh. I, Christians and churches are, are. You know, we caught some flack from other Christians when I. Uh, went after the city, you know, saying we can't do this track. And they said, well, you know, the, the, you, you know, we're supposed to pray for those that persecute us and everything. I said, I said, and this is where the lack of knowledge comes in. I believe there's a, when Jesus said, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, all of that stuff. I don't think he was t teaching us to be passive. He was teaching us how to actually fight there. You know, he's saying, turn their rules against them. Cause if you go the extra mile, as he was saying, you're bringing that guy under 
um, you know, he's breaking his own law and he's going to get punished for it. Yeah. That, that's a whole nother teaching. <laughs> yeah. We're on, I do a thing called two minute warning. And this week we're talking about being, um, about that. We're talking about com being conquerors. And yeah. Jesus, Jesus said, if you conquer, like I did, I'll, I'll let you sit on my throne. Just like I conquered and the father let me sit on his throne. Sure. Oh, there's nothing passive about that. No, that's there isn't. Like, that's, that's incredibly aggressive. And, you know, you got to remember, man, Christianity is made up of people that they weren't go-getters. They're mm -hmm. not. Most of them aren't go-getters or entrepreneurs, or they weren't a they weren't a popular kid at school. They didn't go to all the right parties. You know, they, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It's a it's a failure based mentality. It's a lower lower denominator type of that's what it's become. Yeah. Again, contrary to the biblical narrative, um, yep. are those people welcome to the king? Yes, they're welcome to the kingdom, but they need to be transformed into the opposite of that. Uh, you read the first ten proverbs. Stupid, stupid, lazy people don't make it. They, they're, they're, there's no room for stupid, lazy people in the kingdom. The parables of the meanest and the talents tell us that. Yeah. So there, does, there is an element of being proactive, being with the quickness, you know, being able to connect these dots, seeking out your salvation with fear and trembling, seeking out the mysteries of God and applying them to your lives. People Absolutely. don't do that. They're not taught to do that because, again, church leaders like unarmed peasants. Yeah. I want to equip people. I want to be surpassed by my disciples because that's what Jesus taught. Greater yeah, things than this will you do. You'll do greater things. Yeah. Yeah. It's the rabbi principle. So, hey, Bob, you need to join. A, you can uh, feel free to join us whenever you want. Okay. And I appreciate uh, it. Oh man. Thanks for, thanks for being here. And, uh, looking forward, looking forward to getting my show going in September. First yep. week in September, I'll be back on. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Hey, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, uh, check out the Outlaw Pulpit. They have a Facebook, all that good stuff. What other links can they uh, follow you on? You know, the best one, it, it's the central hub. Just go to outlawpulpit.com. There you go. Until next time. You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellie Naguire. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.